From the newsroom at Eater, I'm Amanda Clute. And I'm Daniel Janine. And this is Eater's Digest, a show about all things food and dining. With a little help from the biggest names in food and the journalists here at Eater, we explain what is going on in restaurants, kitchens, and dining rooms around the world. Today on the show, we are talking about dating. Uh, yeah. Special Valentine's Day episode. Uh, it's something we talk about a lot at the office. What What are the good moves for a first date? Mm-hmm. You know, we brought in the culinary angle because we are Eater.com, you know, the restaurant specialist. So mm-hmm. obviously yep. this is going to have a food side to it. Uh, so what I did is I brought in two journalists from Boxes the Goods because you were away. Yep. Uh, Rebecca Jennings and Julia Rubin. And then I invited a whole slew of Eater editors to talk about their first date culinary moves. What to do, awesome. what not to do on a first and date. And then I wasn't here for this. I have not listened yet. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. Do, do Rebecca and Julia then judge them on their moves? We kind of all, yeah. I mean, no one gets judged too hard, but mm-hmm. it's just like some of the moves are real funny. Okay, cool. Amanda, you haven't you haven't dated for a long time. That's true. You know? I How mean, long? In a, <laughs> um, Since pre-food I, professional, right? Yes, I started dating my now husband 15 years ago. Jeez, Louises. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So really out of the game. I mean, I go on dates with him, but it's not the same. Hell That's yeah. not what you're talking about. No. Mm-mm. You guys have a certain, I, I imagine by this time, a certain level of comfort with each other. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot of nervousness there. Yeah. Do you have any moves yourself? Do you have any things that you think work? I mean, I mostly just think about for first dates. Is that what we're talking about? First dates or mm-hmm. dating? First like, dates. Ability to get out if you need to, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, can it be quick and efficient? Yeah. Tasting menu would be the worst first date. Well, no spoilers. But... Yeah. Unless you really know the person, you already like them, you're already friends. Or you're and just a really like, curious person who's open this... to an experience no matter how good or bad it is. Sure. Yeah. I um, That would just be my line of thinking like yeah. this could go really badly mm-hmm. so let's keep it to a drink but bad can be good if you appreciate content that's true you yeah know? i mean everything can be a story after we talked to the editors i brought in jack shram who is the head bartender at probably my favorite bar in the world existing conditions um which i used to live right next door to Mm -hmm. Jack sees a shit ton of first dates and dates in general and he has frankly seen me on a bunch of bad ones Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. you know he is a very good guy I couldn't get him to make fun of me as much as I wanted but Uh. there's some there's some good moments where he talks about where he gets some Dan analysis going before we jump in if you love this program um, please make sure to subscribe and rate it and send it off to a friend who you think would also like it. Anyway, so uh, let's jump in. Here's Rebecca and Julia. Julia, you would describe yourself as not so much of a dater, but I would say that you are a very calculated and analytical person. So you say you don't go on that many dates, but I bet however many you do go on are very precisely planned and uh, and then also picked over after to to really think about the decisions you've made and the spaces, locations. Do you, any comment on that? Wow, just wow, wow, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah hate to date. <laughs> <laughs> hate to date, but definitely, you know, love to plan. Love to plan. You love to plan. I love to plan. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I do have thoughts about where we're going, what we're doing. Rebecca Jennings, you have written, I don't know if you've written about dating, but you've certainly written about dating apps. Yep. You have your ear to the ground in terms of, First dates, what's going right, what's going wrong, and I'm sure you've got a pop in group chat where you've you've heard about it all. Of course, that, yeah. That frequent fair? frequent dater. We're gonna start 
here with the panel, and then we're going to bring in a bunch of Eater editors and ask them what, what their moves are. But Julia, what, what is your advice for, for first dates? I mean, I feel like my my move is pretty basic, and I would be surprised if this was not the standard. But I think like your first date should probably be at a bar. I also say this, by the way, as someone who like doesn't really drink and also like always wants a snack. However, you have to like hedge <laughs> hedge your bets here. You meet at a bar. You plan to be there for an hour. You have a drink. We'll see what I get. Maybe it will be a cherry coke. Like maybe it won't be. Wow. I don't know. Maybe I'll be more fun. I don't know. Um, and then either, you know, if it's going well, either there's snacks at the bar or yeah. you go to a second location where there's going to be food. You do not want there to be a wait anywhere. Messes with the flow. Feels really weird. Yeah. Um, but also the other thing is like this is a date with like a stranger or a near stranger. Right. Right. And I feel like I'm not a stranger dater necessarily. So that move is totally different if it's someone that you know. If it's someone yeah. that you know, then like, yeah, like. Go to dinner, maybe do like a two-parter, a three-parter. Like the best date I've ever been on was like a like Crossborough, like three, <laughs> three location place, very thoughtful location for dinner. Yeah. But that, you know, again, not what you want to do with a stranger. Have a simple first date at a bar, but have options for moving on if that's what you want to do. And be considerate and be, be thoughtful about those options going into it. So Absolutely. whether that's a location, a neighborhood even like maybe having a secret reservation for a dinner after. Whoa. Whoa. I'm just saying, I'm just drawing, I'm oh extrapolating here. I don't know. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't saying that's what you do. I don't know. That that would feel a little too uh, openly calculated. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think like do something low key, have ideas for the next place and maybe even the next place that you would want to go after. But like you want it to be like low key, low stakes with an exit plan. Jennings? I completely agree with that, except for <laughs> I like my first dates are always just bars. It's mm-hmm. bar hopping. I like to eat before a date. I do not want to eat food with a stranger uh, on the oh, first date. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the one date I've ever done a dinner date on was someone that I kind of already knew. Like you said, it's much easier to like sit across from someone for two hours when you like mm-hmm, at least mm-hmm. know that you have talked before. You have had one in-person conversation. Yeah. My move is to go to a kind of bar that like looks like a dive bar, but it's fancy you know like Ooh. a like a millennial dive bar with like <laughs> a, a like we're very chill here but it's 14 dollars cocktails right um yeah. so yeah that's that's my move and then if it's really good go to another bar if it's really good go to a third bar yeah. so never a food thing what about a snack like what about if they have olives or something at one of those i'm sure they will at one of those millennial fake dive bars oh yeah absolutely um totally i don't really consider that like a big deal sure you know food thing though yeah i, I think food is not if the food is secondary on my dates. I want to uh, I want to open up the idea that like a tasting menu if is not the biggest disaster on the planet. You guys wow. are grimacing so hard. Yeah, a tasting menu is not something I want with like a boyfriend of 5 years. <laughs> <laughs> like it truly has to be like very very rare and like a very particular place and reason and whatever that we're going. Yeah. This is crazy. This is already crazy to me. I'm waiting for you to make your case. Yeah. I think it's insane, but continue. I just think like we have this idea of it being so insane. And really, if you go through those, re- like the amount of time, the amount of time spent with the other person, like even if it's bad, it's fine. Like it's just like yeah. it's kind of a story. Right. And I think. Where are you going on a tasting menu? Date? I'm just saying hypothetically. Okay. I've done it a couple times, but hy- I've done it first. On a first date. I've done a first date tasting menu. Yeah. Who was paying for that? 
me, but it was a restaurant that I wanted to go to to check out for work. Okay. I, I just feel like we live in this framework where we're obsessed with don't establish precedent, don't do these certain things. And really, like, they don't make any sense. Like, if it's going to go well, you go through ups and downs. Like, we got in a fight halfway through the tasting menu, and then we went on a second date. Are you serious? Yeah. What was the fight about? I what? cannot get into it because it's so awkward. Wait, no, <laughs> come on. <laughs> make up, make up, change the little details. <laughs> uh, the second thing I wanted to this do. This is my thing, though, is that it's on. not about precedent. Like to me, it is not like, oh, like we're going to a tasting menu. Right. It's, again, it's about comfort. It's about like I want to be somewhere where like it's comfortable, it's relaxed. Yeah. Like there is something that is so generally not comfortable and relaxing about a tasting menu. It, yeah. There are the few. And there's also so the- this was a pretty casual tasting okay. menu. This was like a really chill one, you know. Okay, okay, <laughs> a chill tasting. Menu. <laughs> Does that exist? I I, the know. only thing I feel like I'm half decent at in the world is going with the flow and doing ridiculous things. Yeah. Sure. So I feel like if. If I'm doing a ridiculous thing, like I'm curious to see how someone does that ridiculous thing with me. You know, like I love, I, I, I don't know, I love like um, buying a ticket for the wrong movie and sneaking into the one that sold out that I was, and like <laughs> if someone doesn't <laughs> blink twice at that, yeah, I mean, but just like, hate weird rules. Way, I understand. I hate rules. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I hate rules, and that's why I like a tasting menu. menu. <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <right. laughs> anyway, should we get into some uh, some eater editors? Yeah. Yeah. Up first in our string of uh, eater staffers, we have McGraw Wolfman, the head of development of Eater Video. Maybe my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely on paper. <laughs> uh, McGraw, what uh, what do you recommend for first date culinary move? Um, I think that. Like, I'm going to put it into a category of compatibility foods that I automatically know will work for me. Um, and maybe this comes with, like, some eater knowledge and stuff and just being, like, more comfortable with food. But, like, the perfect first date food for me is oysters because it's, like, just slightly refined and slightly messy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I want to, like, go past the whole corny aphrodisiac thing. It's nothing sure. to do with that. It's yeah. more. S- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's more so like for me, oysters are this you just beautiful haven't had thing. Enough. Okay, no, yeah, on. yeah, no. Um, it's this, it's this beautiful thing for me that is like this rawest form of energy and food that we consume like year after year. Um, and it also kind of unlocks this vulnerability in people like that. Maybe they're okay with kind of showcasing themselves in this slightly messy routine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It kind of like reveals a little bit about like how conscious they are about like just projecting themselves on the world and if they're okay with like making a fool of themselves. So it kind of makes me almost at ease to like see someone's face like light up when I suggest oysters. It's also like, but yeah, all, all this stems from a Pink Floyd documentary where Roger Waters was tripping <laughs> on acid and talking about how much he loved oysters when I was a kid. So that's where most of that ph- philosophy comes from. So, yeah. All right, team. I feel like you, you're definitely going to have some thoughts about this. Okay, oysters are disgusting. What do you do if your date... Yeah, what, yeah, I mean, what do you do if your date is just like, mm, I don't eat that? Simple decision, I won't date them. <laughs> That's perfect. Wow! <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like there's a whole lot of more important deal breakers. That is that is wild to me that that would be one. For sure. I think I've worked it out for myself where it's not for everyone. That's the thing I wanted to recommend as well. This is a okay. compatibility food for myself sure, mm-hmm. sure. that I've worked out over years, maybe. But it's the kind of thing where, you know, you have to find, like, something that you can't live without that you want to see the other person embrace and, like, find joy in your life with. Um, and for me, like, oysters is, like, always that kind of thing. Like, yep. I can't date someone who doesn't eat seafood. 
I can't date someone who probably doesn't get over the moon about oysters. So like no vegetarians, no vegans, no no, no kosher girls. Done. Um, but w- w- from what we've talked about this, mm-hmm. and like he, I, I mean, I'm going to put words in his mouth, but he understands there's a maybe arguably the majority of people, I don't know how many people like oysters and don't, I'm guessing throwing out a number that's probably a 50 50 split. Uh, he understands that he's throwing out maybe half of the potential people. I mean, that's why I'm fascinated by yeah. it. Yeah. But like, but if you come to terms with Absolutely. it, absolutely. No, I really respect that decision. Let's go. I okay. love, I love a weird <laughs> deal breaker. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's the thing. To me, it's not weird at all. Like, I just, I can't really deal with food restrictions on the other side of the table because I find so much joy from like eating food and things of that nature. And I'm not like, I don't want to be pretentious about or anything. And that's why oysters to me are a good representation of that because Mm -hmm. we can get, you can get messy, but just messy enough. What if someone was like, I've never really been into them, but like I'm, I'm down. Totally cool. Totally cool. That's awesome too. Like people who are willing to take a chance, that's another good sign I find in people like who's, you know, someone that has never had them before but yeah. is willing to expand their palate. How do you feel about, like, uh, when you hear people like, I wouldn't date a vegan, like, I, you know, like, no vegans for me, no gluten-free. That feels like you're being more of a, a dick in a sense, mm-hmm. but... I think especially if you put that on your dating app profile, you're like, vegan swipe left. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. You've had a burger once. Like, yeah, yeah I don't like that. Yeah. I think, like, for sure, for me, like, part of the joy of, like, dating someone, being in a relationship is, like, Going out to eat, yeah. sharing stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to try a lot of things. I get yeah. full really fast. So, like, you know, want to be able to order a lot and have another person share it. Um, I don't know. But I have a lot of friends who, like, have eating restrictions. And, like, it's cool. Like, I would rather hang out with them than not. Yeah. Just don't introduce them to McGraw. I guess no. not. Yeah. Oh, I have no. plenty of friends with eating restrictions. Yeah. But, but you just don't want to yeah. make out with them. No, no. no, no. <laughs> cool, cool, That's cool. why we're friends. He likes that oyster yeah. mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so gross. Uh, all right, McGraw, thank you so much yep. for Thanks stepping for having in. me. All right, up next we have Patty Diaz. Patty, you are the project manager at Eater. Right. Uh, but also, I would say, Patty, you are our most, uh, probably our most legendary first date map writer. <laughs> you are the go-to person to consult with for any kind of first date restaurant decision. Um, and we know you have a, a pretty famous Patty move. What What's your first date move? Yeah, so I think after too many um, years, maybe, of whittling down to one choice and being like, hey, let's go here, I sort of came up with this move to... Narrow it down to three options and instead have them pick the final place. Oh. Super smart. I like options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, it takes pressure off me, the person who's picking the three, because I don't have to make the final decision. It takes pressure off um, the other person um, who will know that I'm happy no, no matter where we go because I picked those three choices. Presumably. I have a question. Yeah. Do you start with a location? Is it like, okay, we're going to go to, we're going to be in Crown Heights. Here's three options in Crown Heights. Or are they like geographically diverse? Mm-hmm. Great question. Um, I think it's key to like sort of establish either where people live or where people are coming from. Um, find a place that's sort of central or three places that are sort of central to everyone. You don't want to be like the dick who picks somewhere too close to you when the other person lives like another borough. Um yeah, I think that's definitely key. Mm-hmm. And what about food, Patty? No food? Food? Oh, um, I say no food, but I'm not opposed to a bar with food. Mm. But I don't think it should be like the like central, especially if it's someone you like hardly know. Food question for you, though. If if I, mm-hmm. if, you know, someone showed up to a date and they were like, hey, I'm kind of hungry. Do you mind if I smash some of this tapas? Like, would you be bummed about that? 
<laughs> if that is how they phrased it, I'd be like, out, done, bye. Uh, that's, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> is part of the move like giving, making the person feel like they are part of the uh, selection process? Like, is that, are, are you in some way trying to empower them a little bit? I think it's more so, like, let me see how this person handles a decision. Because right. what I hate is when it's like, hey, if you're here, here are three choices, pick one. And they're like, oh, I don't know. They all seem okay. It's like, no, I said pick one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving I'm giving you as a present. You get to pick. Like, yeah. So, that, so that every, yeah, you've done all the work. He gets to feel like he contributed something, but did he really know? <laughs> Patty, are you ever like, great choice? <laughs> <laughs> no. And I think, well, something that happens with me having the job that I have, I think people think that it's a test, but it's not a test. I think... I've picked the three places and (laughs) I generally, whichever one he picks is fine because, you know, I pick them. So I'll be happy. I like that. There's no wrong choice. Yeah. All right. Well, Patty, thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, guys. Up next, we have Tim Forster. Uh, Tim is from Eater Montreal. And uh, Tim, you go on a fair amount of of dates. Uh, what is your move? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not, not sure if I'm the right person to ask on this since a lot of them seem to be just single dates, but um, <laughs> very, which means I'm, I'm very good or bad at first dates. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have a few. Um, I mean, this. I don't know if this sounds like this is going to make me sound awfully like, like I'm trying way too hard, but I'm an advocate of the bar where you're sort of maybe a regular Ooh. and you might recognize that you might get sort of recognized but not reckon sorry not recognized <laughs> i don't mean recognized as like oh that guy works at eater or something like that because that's actually kind of insufferable but where they're they're friendly and you can chat with them mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i guess it's sort of it can show the date your your general social skills yeah with the <laughs> i love it i love it that's a great move yeah i think i mean i i think it sort of depends on what the bar is where you're a regular like if you're a regular at like Hooters, <laughs> maybe a I mean, no. but maybe that's your maybe, maybe that's no. your demographic. Maybe like if the person is excited that you're a regular at Hooters, then maybe you've, you've met. Well, your match. yeah, I mean, speaking of like Hooters and adjacent restaurant, <laughs> yeah. do I call it a restaurant? I guess. I it's mean, a you, restaurant. You could, <laughs> I am the expert on um, Tallywhackers, which was the attempt to make a Hooters with guys, and it was called a Chesterant. <gasps> ah. Yes, yes, ah. perfect. That's amazing. Well, speaking of, I feel like you could try to like craft an experience, and picking something that's sort of deliberately awful could maybe do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'd have to yeah. be the right kind of person, though. Would you do it with a stranger? Yeah, I don't think I'd do it with someone where I had not had much engagement with them. But maybe if I'd had a long, like a slightly longer, like dating app conversation, and had a strong feeling that that was their their vibe. Um, yeah, yeah. I will say that I went on a really great first date to the Hard Rock Cafe in Times Square. Wow. Obviously, ironically, I was like 19. We're like, oh, my God, we're so cool. (laughs) We're doing this totally ironically. And we got I Heart New York t-shirts. It was a lot of fun. Wow. But I think let's let's pull out the nugget here, which is that uh, one of the worst things you can do is go somewhere where you're not comfortable with the with the seating practices because like the worst kind of experience is where you meet the person and you're just standing around being like, hi, this is the first time we're meeting. Um, I think they're going to have a few seats in a second. (laughs) uh, Do you want me to grab a drink? I'll just go get one from the bar and then you just stand here for a bit. I don't know. I'll just, we can just stand here, which is just like, you need to know rash. Also love a bar seat. I think with the first date, it's like a little, I mean, I still think it's a better option than a table, but like second date, and so forth, so lovely. Want to be at a bar, you can like 
You can like touch knees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It's like cozy and sweet. I don't know. And you can like sometimes have a rapport with the bartender. Like that I that I love. And the bartender's a buffer if it's yes, awkward. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't think bartenders actually appreciate, but <laughs> too bad. It's an option. They'll, yeah, they'll come in and save you if they can tell it's going bad. Yeah. Well, Tim, thank you okay. so much. <laughs> thank you. Up next, Steph Tudor, senior editor at Veter New York. Steph, talk about your first date culinary moves. Hello. All right. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I used to always make the guy pick because I wanted to use it as like an information point mm. about him. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't think that most people will be in this situation, but guys were always really hesitant to pick for me because I work at Eater, and they found it intimidating, they told me. But for me, it was like another option for me to learn something about them Mm -hmm. and their style. Um, Did that work? Did you get some information about some guys? Yeah, but usually it was bad information. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would be like, ugh, they picked there. Give me an example of a bad one. Just like any generic bar on like the Upper East Side or I mean if it was in Murray Hill I'd be like bye. Just no creativity. No creativity. I always ended up going to places that I had no interest in going to and honestly all of our time is very limited. There are too many places already that we all want to try and so I totally nixed that and then I just became like a date czar and made all the picks myself (laughs) because I was like you know what I have a certain number of places that I need to try that I want to try. And so why not go and try them with someone? I also think that like, (laughs) okay, let's just say dating sucks. I mean, it just does until finally it doesn't. But why should you take that time when you're like, I feel like such a cynic, but take that time when you're most likely going to be sitting across from someone that like you really don't like. Mm -hmm. And also be at a place that you really don't like or care about being at. And so I think, like, try to set yourself up for success. You might as well have one win. Yeah, yeah. you might as well have one win. Like, don't let the whole night be a fail. Yeah. And, like, go somewhere that you feel excited and jazzed about because that'll just make you feel a little more excited and jazzed about sitting across from someone and asking them the same questions that you ask everyone else. Right. Have you noticed, like, a surge in, in people talking about, like, oh, let's go for natural wine? Like, do you find that people say that to you at all? Um, I am off the market now, so (laughs) Um, I don't know, but I would say that I, at the time when natural wine was something that I've been interested in now for for years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so I was always really excited about it, but I think that, you know, I was, I mean, I was going for like men who probably weren't like that up on the latest things and so no natural wine was not something that they often were even familiar with all right so basically your advice is stop trying to test people just go to the place you want to go to because you might as well get something out of the experience even if it's not a quality connection and i think it also shows something off about you Mm -hmm. on the flip side of things all right steph thank you so much for uh stopping in good luck out there everyone up next James Park to talk about what it, what is your first date culinary move. You are a big culinary fan. You food uh. brings you love. You love food. It completes <laughs> your heart. So I imagine this has something to do with food. I think that's why it actually plays against me a lot of times. Uh, <laughs> so I don't necessarily have like pro moves, but I have don't do this kind of a thing because from my previous mistakes. So one of my very first dates, uh, I was like that poor college student. I didn't really understand like you know. 
know, like <laughs> taking someone to a restaurant was a great first impression. I basically chose a place where I didn't have to spend a lot of money, where I also liked the food. So I guess I wasn't kind of making it clear to the guy. So he showed up as as if we were going to like a really nice sit down restaurant or something. But I took him to Urijib, which is like in K Town, you know, cafeteria like like buffet by pound, like super loud. And he and I took him there like uh, is this where we're eating? And I was like, yeah. And like, <laughs> I just kind of like went on and like, it's not necessarily a good place to like make the first impression or kind of like have a sexy romantic time right. on your first time. So that's like he, an amazing second date. Though. It, yeah. it is I love a great it. second date, but like, I wouldn't reckon I I wouldn't recommend doing that for the first date yeah. or at least make it clear. Like, it sort of felt like a little upgraded Whole Food buffet by pound. <laughs> <laughs> which you would never do. Yeah. You know, so don't do that. What about uh, Korean barbecue? What about something with some activity? Ooh, those would be like what great. you said to me when okay. I asked you if you okay. had advice, you Here said you get handsy. So there's a lot, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like pro moves that you can do with communal food. So if I don't know whether you watch K-drama, but there's a lot of scenes that involve food when like two people are sort of like having something, you know, something's going on. They go to a restaurant. So let's say whether that's Korean barbecue or hot pot or any sort of things that involves a lot of like hands. Um, I've seen a lot of like drama scenes from K-drama that like, let's say that they're at a hot pot yeah. or like Korean barbecue. So the guy always cooks it and put it on the girl's plate so the girl doesn't have to do anything. Or <laughs> when the guy kind of make a little lettuce song, lettuce like wrap for the yeah. girl and like the girl opens her mouth and it's like, <laughs> Oh my god! And, and then, like okay. you know, just like first—I mean, not in a sexual way, no, but no. it's like I am—I am doing all the work for you so right. that you can just eat. And like that's when—that's like the moments. Like the girl looks at the guy. I'm like, oh my god! Like right. he's so thoughtful. <laughs> and things like you know, if someone like uh, deshell shrimps for me, I'm like, oh, you are so kind. And like. I feel like those little things, you know, food moves can really take it to like, you know, we sure. are seeing each other to like, ooh, let's have a night, you know. But these aren't these are just things you've seen on TV. Right? <laughs> no, but no, it's not just this is what people do. Like this is how I felt. It's from my personal experience as well. And like I've seen a lot of my friends telling me that like, you know, things happen at the restaurant. Yeah. I yeah. thought you were gonna say like you both reach for like the skewer yeah, and like yeah, your yeah. hands touch That's, and I like thought, oh. <laughs> yeah. But this I mean, you know what? I love someone to cook for me as someone yeah. who doesn't cook and like exactly. really is like I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. Okay, but exactly. what about what about if what about someone like would did you ever explain what the psalm rap was to someone on like do you think that is a good date move being like this is the song like this is how you rap uh Korean yeah, this is how it, you should do like, Korean barbecue there's an activity right. there so I think if you're at a compared to like pasta restaurant where you just like you know fork around but <laughs> Uh, compared to that, like yeah. if you're at the Korean barbecue, there's something that you constantly have to do, whether like making a letter song. So if this person has never been at Korean barbecue, I would not date, but if that person <laughs> has, it's kind of new to it, like you can talk about it, you can show your knowledge, and you can kind of like, I think like there's a lot of awkward moments during the first dates and if the food can kind of take a part of your conversation and yeah. keep both of you entertained, I think that's a great first date. Well, James Park, thank you very much for your moves. Great. <laughs> <laughs>
So we've heard from Eater editors, we've heard uh, everyone, the, the moves in general, but I, I thought what better way to uh, to wrap this up than to hear from head bartender of existing conditions, Jack Schramm. Hi, Jack. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm great. Not only do you run probably my favorite bar in the city, Thank my you. favorite bar in the city, but I, I used to live very close to yes. where you guys operate. No person on the planet has seen me on more dates and actually more first dates than you. It's been quite a few. a long shot. Yeah, it's been quite a few. So the reason I like existing conditions in general, but also as a first date bar, is the drinks I thought were very were generally acceptable and like were crowd pleasers but also each one is intricate has some menu like some some ingredients that you wouldn't expect served in interesting ways so there are things to talk about yeah you, you really nailed it you know it's unpretentious service but stuff we put a lot of work into yeah, and I have my whole rant that I go on about how I think you guys are idiots because so much of your shit is like genius and actually happens in the back and no one really realizes how much goes into your drinks. Oh man. Yeah. So much time in centrifuges. So, so many spins all constantly spinning. But I have been on some dates there where uh I don't know. Well what do you think? They've not gone well. <laughs> and I don't think it's any fault of the bars that they've not gone well because I see a lot of really good first dates yeah. and a lot of people vibing and having a great time. I'm, I, you know, I, I hate to break it to you, but there's really only one common denominator between all of the first dates that I've seen you go yeah. on, and it's frankly, it's, it's you. that it's, one you corner know? seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think goes wrong for me when you've seen it go poorly? Uh, when I see it, when I see it happening, when I'm. When you are in front of me and I'm yeah. making your drinks and I try and tune it out because it's a weird, like, I, I try not to listen too closely to any individual conversation unless they're, like, wildly funny. I did have a first date that was going so poorly that uh, <laughs> the woman, like, exhaled deeply, like, <sighs> yeah, so uh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's like yes, yeah, yes. This is the level of discourse that I need in yeah. front of me at all times. <laughs> yeah, I think that I, uh, especially if I'm drinking, I get too animated. I start doing you voices do get excited and characters, which and is I get good because that's you. That's who you are as a person. Yeah. And if you're not going to put that on display right away, yeah, then and you know what am I doing exactly? But um, I, I always love when I'm when you're uh, when you're bartending because like I always another rant I go on is about Mm. how um, I feel like you're one of the you're one of the few people I would list who I can't really crack with my sense of humor like it doesn't really land on you and you do this kind of like half fake fuck you smile (laughs) where yeah where you just look at me and smile and I'm like I can't break this guy and no girl is charmed by that they're like why do you you talk leave him alone he's got so many he's at work (laughs) (laughs) he's got four tickets yeah you know two other people next to you need drinks yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Um, so that's what I mean. I'm just a warm, friendly, fuzzy, energetic guy. Yeah. You know, I don't think you're necessarily doing anything wrong. I just think you haven't found the right person. <laughs> I uh, what about I mean, you remember uh, there was one I went on. I specifically remember it where she didn't like a single drink on the menu. Oh, yeah. And, and it it happens. And what the hell? You know, we want to make people happy. Yeah. And are happy to make something off the menu that's, 
you know, to someone's exact specifications, whatever yeah. they want, because ultimately we're in the business of pleasing people. Yeah. So if you aren't interested in the menu cocktails, that's absolutely fine. I'm happy to make you a tequila soda, sure. you know, whatever you want. What are some signs that a date is going well? And like, what, what are you, what are you looking for? Is this a date that I am witnessing or a date that I am on? Ooh, well, let's let's take witnessing first. All right, uh, laughter is is good generally. <laughs> if it's uh, just me laughing, then it's not as good. But if it's <laughs> both people laughing, yeah. uh, you can tell just from the way that people are looking at each other. You know, like the the knowing glances, the mm-hmm. casual physical touch, like you know, like a, a shoulder slap. You know, it's just like a, a vibe. Like people start glowing when when you can tell that they're excited about a person. Yeah, and it's it becomes obvious, and then it makes my job super easy because they're so engaged with each other. It's just finding the right moment to interject in their conversation to see if they need something else without being overbearing. Is that something that takes practice? Absolutely. How how do you feel like you've learned that kind of skill? Uh, it's a combination of watching other bartenders, like yeah. just sitting at bars. Like there is uh, this dude, Tom Richter was like left such an impression on me when I used to go visit him at uh, Dear Irving because he just commands the space. Yeah. I, I was having a conversation with someone and he just put his face like <laughs> yeah. in the face and said, what's next? Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm, yeah. You, you say what's next. It's my favorite thing to say. Okay. Because this is, I learned what's next from John DeBerry because it's just open-ended enough because the answer is not always another drink. And it doesn't have to be. It can be, we're going to leave. We want some food. I want to think about it a little bit. Like It it leaves it open while still allowing for, you know, a transaction to take place. Yeah. What are some other bad date things you see happening? Oof. Oof. I I mean, I try to tune them out. Yeah. Mostly silence is a a bad sign. Mm -hmm. There was a date in front of me at the bar, and uh, the dude was wearing a watch. And upon closer inspection, it didn't have hands or tell time. It just said now. Stop it! And it was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Somebody would be into that. Uh, the Performative spirituality is a, is a the, real thing. The person who was, was on this date is a, a friend of the bar. And she told him, you can leave. I'm going to stay here with my friends. Yeah. Holy shit. It was great. It was beautiful. And he was like, all things that come are things that come. No, he's like, mm, okay. <laughs> he's like, I got somewhere to be anyway. Looks at his watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm late. <laughs> what basic moves would you recommend to someone who is going to have a date sitting in a bar? Like, get there early? If you can make a reservation, that's yeah. that's a solid move. But not necessarily get there early. Like, I, I feel like just... The amount of thought that people are putting into this sounds like the issue. Mm-hmm. Like you're interacting with someone that you're interested in. That's the event. Like you're excited to talk to a person. So just talk to the person. Yeah. Like it, it, you don't have to plan this whole elaborate maneuver. Right. There's no secret to <laughs> going on a date. It's just be chill. Chat with yeah. Just be a human being. Yeah. I think is the best advice. Be yourself. Don't try to be anyone else and see if you vibe with this person. Sure. Logistics question. In terms of like the layout of a bar, let's say you have an L-shaped bar. Yes. Where do you recommend The best possible seats are the L. 
the, the corner. two little ones. Yeah, the two like around that corner because you you get to look at your at each other, but you also can survey the space. Yeah, you can be aware of what's going on around you, but are still mostly focused on the person that you're with. So yeah. I always recommend sitting at a corner if you can, because side by side is great. But you know, then you're like turning constantly, and it's amazing how much mm-hmm. I can tell about how I feel in a in a situation because if I'm chill, if I'm yeah, not feel, if I'm feeling comfortable, I'm not thinking about like my hand position or anything. Yeah, but body language I'm, is huge. But though. if I'm not, if I'm uncomfortable, yeah. I'm always like, what am I? Why am I? Why is my hand resting on my chin like Socrates? Mm-hmm. Like, rela- you know, relax. And I think uh, if there is, if it's not a super crowded bar and you have a little bit of room to spread out, mm-hmm. like not not spread out, like don't use more of the space than you should be using because that's disrespectful to the guests around you and the space yeah. itself. But open up your body language if you're sitting side by side at a bar. Like even turn 90 gotcha. degrees and actually face the person. Yeah. I think that says a lot about where your focus is. It's not You're such a better person than I am. It's driving me insane. It's fine though. It 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 took years of watching people fail to learn how to succeed. Yeah. And failing myself. Yeah. So and I'm still learning. That's that's important too. Is you know think about yourself and your actions and how they affect other people, and then grow and change. And what about sharing drinks? I feel like maybe it's just me, but that's something that I I've I've noticed people are more okay with now. And maybe yeah. it's just because I grab everyone's drinks. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna taste yeah, this. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, if they're not like no. not, not up for sharing. Uh, that's not cool. One of my moves at a cocktail bar is I mm. like to sit and order three drinks and then just like have them be communal. Yeah, like for a group of three or for a group, group of, of two. two. I mean, that's great if you're under a time crunch, but I <laughs> want to feel like if I'm on a date, <laughs> the focus is not necessarily the the yeah. product you're consuming, but it's the person that oh you're my with. Oh god. Yeah. So I think you may fall into the the trap of focusing a little bit on uh right. The place I, maybe in the my space. biggest problem is I get mm-hmm. more excited when there's a new drink on the menu. See, you're not dating people. You're dating existing conditions. That is what you're going on dates with. Yeah. So that's fine. <laughs> but that just means you're a regular at a bar, which is a great thing. Yeah. Because you're it's a, it's a very good bar. Anyone who hasn't been to existing conditions, um, Please go come. there. But don't would... love it as much as you love the person you're there with, all right? That's, that's... You, you, you're welcome to love it that much. I'll be, I would be very happy if you did. <laughs> that's Jack's advice. <laughs> go to the bar. Care more about other things. Talk to the person that you're with. Enjoy a delicious cocktail. <laughs> Leave Jack alone. Don't leave me alone. No, come come in, come and yell at me about whatever you want at any time. <laughs> See if you can make Jack laugh. On I'm a behind consistent the bar basis. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. If you can make Jack laugh on a consistent basis, please DM me. Let me know how. Let me know what kind of humor he likes. Oh I'm, man, I'm just looking to break this man, <laughs> and it's frankly, it's take it's it's, it's it hasn't even worked. Oh, man. I'm just looking to break this man, Benjamin. <laughs> Terrific stuff. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. Of course. Appreciate it. Amanda, happy Valentine's Day happy to you. Happy Valentine's Day, Dan. What are you doing tonight? Oh, man. Well, I mean, from a professional perspective, it's the worst night to go out yeah, to dinner at a is. restaurant. Let's so, talk about that. because Won't be doing that. Well, there's just such a huge demand for... Amateur hour. Oh, right. What do they call it again? Amateur hour. That's what they call it? I, mean, I feel like there's a restaurant. There's restaurant lingo for Valentine's Day. Oh, what do they? We call used it? to have a feature, and we would call it like Black Friday if it was a Friday or Black Wednesday. It's like burgers and nuggets or something. I, I can't don't remember. know, yeah. but I'm now curious. All the restaurants that are cool and buzzy all do these 
silly tasting menus, Ugh, which are so bad. They're basic. They're just their menu, but you get a glass of champagne, mm-hmm. and it's like twice the price. I understand why it's just a huge demand night where yeah. everyone is looking for the right restaurant like recommendations. So I get it. You know, get your money. But uh, as a just a diner, my husband's gonna be in Philadelphia. Oh no! So Valentine's Day alone? I mean, sounds fine to me. So I'm probably gonna drink some wine and watch TV. Okay. Sounds like a blast. Sounds like a blast. I mean, usually on Friday nights I'm writing my newsletter, so I'll probably be doing that too. Hey, subscribe to Amanda's newsletter. Do it. it. Amanda Clute newsletter. <laughs> I mean, Google if you it. Google Amanda Clute newsletter, you'll get it, there. It should come up. Um, I'm sure it's in the show notes too. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with more, probably. 